Hello everyone, this is Fish and Rice Stories from Japan. I'm Toby. I'm Andrew. And today we're going to talk about a new topic that I think a lot of you might be interested in, which is work in Japan. Now, there's a lot to talk about work in Japan, so we're going to break it up in a little series. And today, what is it that you wanted to start with? Uh, I'm thinking about uh, finding a job. Is it difficult? Is it easy? I myself came to Japan and found a job uh, relatively easy. It took some time, though. How and about it's, you? It's the first thing, right, that everyone wants to do when they come to Japan. Find a job, get some stream of income. If you come here, whether it's for studying or you come on a working holiday or you actually want to come for the purpose of working, that's the first thing you do. And it's one of the biggest challenges. You may have a lot of questions related to the visa maybe, uh, how to find a job, which is going to be today's topic, but also like what are the challenges? Do I need to speak Japanese or not? So you just asked me, what, what about me? Well, I came on a student visa mm. uh, and that was already over four years ago. So I think my case might be a little bit different uh, than many. And I'm going to preface this by uh, saying that in Japan, there's two types of jobs, the full-time employment and what they call baitos. Mm. So baito is the short term for arbeito, which comes itself from the German word arbeit, and which means work. Mm. But in Japan, it has a different meaning, slightly different. It's Smaller work. <laughs> exactly. It's just referring to part-time jobs here in Japan. And that's what most people start with, I think. And in my case, especially because I came on a student visa, which only allows you to work part-time uh, for up to 28 hours per week, uh, that's what I look for. And my background is working in hotels, right? Mm. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before off camera. And uh, then I was looking for an opportunity to find work that uh, is in the same line, in the same industry. And it's also one of the reasons I picked Osaka because it's a big city. It has a lot of international hotels. And I thought, oh, maybe I can find a work more easily there because mm -hmm. I don't speak Japanese. I didn't speak Japanese at the time I came. Mm. Not Tokyo? <sighs> well, I studied in Tokyo abroad before and I didn't want to live there again. It's just too big for me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, Osaka seems to be big, but not too big in comparison to Tokyo. And yeah, but that's that's a long story. I see. Still pretty, still big pretty city. big. Yeah, it is. If you on on the scale of things, it's pretty big, but it feels not that big when you're in it. Mm -hmm. So I applied to these hotels uh, online through LinkedIn. Mm. So the hotel industry, uh, people working in the hotel industry have a very big community in LinkedIn. Um, and that's how I found all my previous positions, whether they were internships or seasonal jobs, just by <clears throat> reaching out to people directly and asking, oh, is there an opportunity to work at your hotel during this period? And that's what I did this time again in Japan. Mm -hmm. Now. LinkedIn, a lot of you might be thinking, oh, very popular uh, social media uh, used for work purposes. Yeah, in the West. In I, the West. I wouldn't guess that it's popular exactly. here. At least when I came here, I mm. was not looking on LinkedIn. No, it's not the first thing that comes to mind when looking for jobs in Japan, but it's growing, I think. And it's mm -hmm. very industry dependent. So as I said, the uh, hotel industry, very, very big on LinkedIn. And um, especially international hotels have a lot of expats working there, people that are in transit in Japan that work here a few years mm -hmm. uh, in a management position, then maybe move to another hotel somewhere else. And so I was able to find a lot of people working on uh, in hotels 
on LinkedIn. I reached out to them. I got like interview opportunities here in Osaka and found my first Baito before I even came. But I know that's not the case for everyone, right? How, how did you find a job when you came to Japan? Uh, I came to Japan uh, on a dependent visa. Mm. So I had visa already. And after I came in, I started searching for a full-time job. Um, I was hired part-time first and then rehired in the same company full-time mm. a little bit later, one month later. So where did you find a position? I was looking, uh, first I googled which websites are popular for yeah. finding job in Japan. There are quite a few like jobs in Japan and Gaijinpot, I think. Gaijinpot is one of the biggest, I think we can like get back to that a little bit mm -hmm. after. Uh, mm. There is one more kind of reliable, a little bit better quality, so to say, uh, indeed. And I was searching there. It's mostly Japanese, but there are some positions for English teaching that are in English. And you can apply with English resume and English cover letter, which works pretty well. I found that website being more reliable for English teaching, at least. Well, indeed, I think it's used internationally, right? So you may know it as well from using it in other countries and very familiar with the system and how it works. Um, I think it's a very usable, but like you mentioned, the most job offers on Indeed might actually be more targeted to the local market, right? So that yes, there the, was the, a lot of Japanese. be a lot in full Japanese. So if you come mm. here and you don't speak Japanese, that might be a tricky place to find a first mm. opportunity. And, and if you're here for the first time without speaking Japanese, uh, I would say the one you mentioned before, Gaijin Pot, might be an easy starting point because... Mm. Uh, gaijin literally translate to outside person mm -hmm. in Japanese. A foreigner, meaning and foreigner. Uh, yeah, yeah, foreigner in this case. And Gaijin Pot, basically uh, the place to go for <laughs> foreigners in Japan. And exactly. it's a service that's online that offers, and it's not the only one, there's other services like this. I believe there's another one called Gogo, Gogo Nihon. Hmm. Uh, like Gogo? Gogo, like oh. to go, Gogo, okay. Nihon, I guess. <laughs> And among other services, like helping you with housing and so on, and this is not a sponsored video, by the way, <laughs> they do uh, have a service where they list job offers and you mm. can look there. And most of the offers there are uh, in English and I would say about 80% roughly might be related to teaching jobs in Japan, right? Mm. Because a lot of foreigners coming to Japan, at least coming from, let's say, Western countries, from Europe, Northern America, will be starting or looking to start with English teaching positions. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, I think that's uh, the case for most people who are coming from an English-speaking country or people who can mm. speak English. I'm not from an English-speaking country, but my major is English, teaching English. So that was the first thought. I didn't even think about doing any other jobs. Relatively recently, I started doing photography and videography and got full-time job here in Japan, also not being able to speak Japanese almost at all, very basic. So it is possible, right? There's this myth that, oh, if you don't speak Japanese, you cannot find work in Japan. It's not really true. No, it is possible. There is one, uh, so to say, drastic way starting your own business, uh, starting your own brand startup mm. here. And mm. you can also, if, if you make some money, if you have a, some saved up money with you, you can actually do that and work here, open your own business. But yeah, there are some jobs uh, without 
any Japanese or with very little Japanese that you could find. And I think you started also with your first job without speaking any Japanese or not very well. Correct. No, I didn't speak anything. When I came to Japan, my Japanese was limited to just uh, saying hello and goodbye and thank you.、Mm-hmm. And I found this position without requiring any Japanese. I had、mm. to learn the basics quite quickly because it's a hotel, it's a, it was an international hotel. Before COVID,、uh, 80% were foreign clients.、Mm-hmm. But still, there's、uh, Japanese customers, of course, and they would like to be addressed in Japanese, so I had to learn. But、uh, yes, for Baitos, especially, if we get back to Baitos, these part time jobs that a lot of、uh, our listeners might be looking to start with. They are relatively easy to find, I think.、Mm. You don't need to. I was very worried before coming to Japan. Oh, what if I cannot find a job because I don't speak Japanese? How am I going to do to、uh, pay my bills and、mm. things like that? I realized after coming that I was in a, the same situation as many other students at the language school coming from all kinds of different countries,、mm. and all of them found jobs once they arrived here in Japan. And you will see a lot of、uh, restaurants, cafes, shops. Having signs on their windows saying we are hiring、mm. part time staff because about 40% of the workforce in Japan, don't quote me on this, but I think the statistics is more or less correct from what I read in a newspaper,、uh, works part time, works in these、mm. baitos, right? So a lot of companies are relying heavily on these part time workers. And there's a high turnover. So if you come to Japan and you want to start with this just to get some income to set yourself up here with an apartment and so on, you can usually just walk into a place, ask if they're hiring,、mm-hmm. and a lot of them are. Many popular places、uh, for job, or I would say one of the popular places, are、uh, convenience stores. Yes, and yes. I hear that recently, because there is shortage of workers, they even hire some people who are studying Japanese, just starting and have very, very、mm. basic Japanese level,、uh, kind of under the promise that they will learn Japanese and start speaking more in the future. So they work. Kind of、uh, n- not talking to the customers, but maybe、uh, like cleaning up or、uh, sorting the things in the store. I personally never worked in a convenience store.、Mm. I know people who have. It's not an easy job. And I think、um, so. One thing to to know about convenience stores is they are franchised,、mm. right? So the way each convenience store is managed is, of course, following by the, the brand guidelines and the need to follow certain. Uh, hygiene standards, organization standards, management standards. But I think the work heavily depends on who you're working with and who you're working for.、Mm, the owner, the actual the owner. owner of the place. I've had stories of friends who、uh, it worked pretty well. The owners were very friendly, sorry, <coughs> very casual.、Um, the work environment was positive. They were able to、uh, take free leftover food for their、mm. lunch breaks or dinner breaks. And on the other hand, I've had friends who were, it was a horror story, just like nonstop work and carrying things、mm. and cleaning things. And you have to deal with some customers that can be rude, it, it can happen、mm. for a variety of reasons. But, but for me personally, I, I didn't really want to work in this kind、mm. of convenience store. I was still thinking back then about having a career you know, in the hotel industry.、Mm. Uh, it's not the case anymore today. <laughs> but... Um, I wanted to work in, in this kind of food and beverage. But if you want to work in restaurants, cafes, a lot of opportunities、uh, to work as well. 
I see. Yes, I would think some people uh, consider Japan is a place where you must speak Japanese、mm. because it's more homogeneous country. People, most people speak Japanese here, and very few people speak English. It's not like Europe, for example. In some countries like France and Germany, people are relatively friendly with English speakers. Here, it might be the case too, but many people imagine that it's not. But you still need to learn it. Once you start, even if you find a job that doesn't necessarily require you to speak Japanese upfront, you will always need to pick it up and and use it at work in one way or another. Especially if you want to stay here,、mm. uh, you you should learn Japanese. I think if you come here and you're looking for work,、uh, we mentioned a lot of places so far. I think there are opportunities, and, and once you are living here. I think a lot of it happens also through word of mouth.、Mm. You meet people,、uh, you network with people, and that way you can get maybe more opportunities with positions that are more stable and long term. So not the、uh, part-time positions,、mm. and more like full-time. But even in full-time, right? It's something. There's different types of positions. Contract work, where you usually have a contract for one year that might be renewed a few times. You have permanent positions called seishain,、uh, which is Possibly, what most people strive to, to I get. I think it's very difficult for foreigners to get those. You either have to work in a Japanese company on some management、mm. position when they really need you as a talent or as a high-level manager. But I think it highly depends because looking at it from the company's perspective, right?、Uh, it's time-consuming to find talent.、Mm. It's、uh, costly to find talent. So possibly, you want to keep people. Uh, within your teams, and one way to do this, I think, is by offering these more stable positions. And you see a, a now, I think, a rise of companies changing back to offering more these longer、uh, contracts or stable、mm. contracts because it's a means to attract people to stay. Because of course, if you have a permanent position, it might be easier for you to get a bank loan if you want to. By property, or if you want to settle here, basically, yeah. Exactly. Yes. So、uh, let's talk a little bit about visa and how you get、mm. your visa here.、Uh, is is it difficult for you? Was it difficult for you to get your visa? So、uh, you started studying here first. It was student、Correct. visa. You could work on that visa, right? Yes.、Yeah, so on a student visa in Japan, you're legally allowed to work 28 hours per week, and well. It's maybe not enough to cover all your expenses,、mm. so you should prepare uh, uh, according to this. But we want to talk maybe more about the work visa, right? So how do you get the work visa?、Mm. And in Japan, it has to be sponsored by a company. So、mm -hmm. you need to find an employer willing to、uh, take you on and willing to go through the paperwork for the visa.、And、I think this is where it gets a bit tricky because some companies. Especially some maybe smaller Japanese companies that have never hired foreigners and never had to do this,、mm -hmm. might not be willing to deal with this kind of paperwork. Not necessarily because it's complex, but just because they just don't know how to do it and they don't want to look into this. So for me, it was a case that once I find my position here at Zen Group, the the company kind of provided me with the necessary paperwork and told me what else was required from my side to go to the immigration office and submit my application for a change of status.、Mm -hmm. So I didn't apply directly for the work visa. I was on a、mm. student visa which had to be changed. So I think it's two slightly different procedures, but、uh, in the end, it's 
kind of similar, I would say. I think it's easier, right? At least for me, it was the same. I was mm. on dependent visa and for the first only three months, I think, because very quickly I got my full-time job and I can do, I could do at that time or anyone can do full-time job only with working visa. As you said, student visa or any other kind of visa allows you to work for 28 hours per week, mm. except for... I think family visa if you are married. If uh, you're married and have a spousal visa, you can pretty much do whatever you want here in Japan. You're mm -hmm. allowed to start your own company. You're allowed to work full time. You're allowed to study and yeah, stay here. But interestingly, the, the spousal visa is not a permanent residence, right? They're two mm -hmm. different things. So you still have a visa that you need to renew and before you get permanent residence, you have to stay here quite a few years. The conditions mm. depends. And I don't want to get into this because I don't know the details. It's too deep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you still have a, a, a visa. Okay, so it's possible to get your student visa and then work here and then possibly get a full-time job if some people want to move here. And yeah, I think that's here. one way a lot of people do it mm. nowadays. Come first as a student, especially if they have the intention to come here, right? So mm. it's either they find a job here directly, maybe as an English teacher through the JET program or independently, or they find a company directly or their own company sends them here. Mm -hmm. So in which case they directly have the work visa or another way most people come is, I think, getting a, uh, starting with a language school, student visa and changing this into work. Mm. The last one I can think of is people who come on a working holiday, right? Mm. You can work part-time here on a working holiday. You don't really have a limitation on the number of hours. And you can travel as much as you want. One thing, uh, and we, we might have to double-check this, but I believe during the COVID period, the Japanese government changed one uh, important regulation for the working holiday visa, which is you cannot change the status from working holiday to work visa while staying in Japan. You need to mm -hmm. go back to your home country, mm -hmm. change the status, and then you can come back. So it used to be that you can just change the status, just like I did for the change of student visa to work visa. Mm. But now for the working holiday, you need to go back. And I think it's important to keep in mind because that might be an extra budget to book the flights and you need to plan for that accordingly. Yeah. I see, I see. Um, okay, can you tell me about your first uh, few jobs that you, uh, mm. off camera, you told me about uh, that you were searching for jobs in different places, not only in Osaka. Where did you try to find jobs in hotel industry? So once I was finishing my language school and I started looking for full-time positions, at first I was mostly looking into the hotel industry uh, and I was having opportunities to be interviewed in hotels in the north of Japan, in Hokkaido, in a ski resort. That was quite interesting and I was offered the position with uh, a surprise and they basically asked me that I pay 150,000 yen, which is what about $1,200 US dollars, mm -hmm. Four euros for the visa. And I was confused. I mean, you know it. Uh, there is usually no fee involved to to pay for the visa. I think there is, but it's like tiny when you yeah. go to pick, you for, yeah, pick, you pick up to your pay visa. For stamp, yeah. But you don't pay up front, right? And yeah. so why $1,200? So I asked, I inquired the company. And they're like, oh, we hired a lawyer to draft all the paperwork and mm. make sure everything's in order. I was like, oh, that, that's fine if you want to hire a lawyer. And a lot of companies do, mm. usually to make sure that everything is uh, 
correct. But the, I, in my opinion, I wasn't supposed to be the one to cover this and out of my own first few salaries. So I, I unfortunately or fortunately declined the position. I think. It, is it usual? Have you heard about I've never that? heard of this before. I've never heard of anyone having to pay for the visa. To be hired to be by hired. a company. Exactly. To pay to the company that hires you. To, to hire hired. you, yes. Okay. No, so that was the first. Uh, I had other interviews and that was quite uh, interesting. It was uh, another hotel in the south of Osaka, uh, not the south of Osaka, the south of Japan, in Ishigaki, which is a small island mm -hmm. by the Okinawa uh, archipelago. And what was interesting with them is, so that's a very, very tiny island and there's not much to do there. So before offering me the position, they wanted me to come for one week or so, to one or two weeks to see if I would actually like mm -hmm. living and working there. Unfortunately, at the time, I was still a student, so I was not able to go because my school didn't allow me to go. Uh, I was on a student visa, and my student visa dictated that I have to go to school because that's the reason mm -hmm. why I'm there. And actually, they're obligated to report you to immigration if you like miss too many days of school and you don't show up. So there was no way for me to get some kind of special authorization And I didn't didn't do this. And then I realized I really like Osaka, and I wanted mm -hmm. to stay here. And I kind of focused on opportunities here, until I, I found this very nice place here, and or rather they found me, and that was uh, yeah. This is not a hotel at all. It's <laughs> not a hotel at all. Not at all. Um, no. So they reached out um, uh, through LinkedIn. So mm. again, LinkedIn does work in Japan as well. Mm, never worked for me. Never I, for you. Uh, it, but it's it's there. You can use it. And yeah, it was a, a good timing, I think. Uh, we were talking about applying for jobs on websites mm. like Indeed and LinkedIn. Probably on LinkedIn, did you use English most of the time? Yes, all the, the this, it was mostly through direct messaging, right? I didn't mm. necessarily apply for jobs. I contacted people working at the companies that I was interested in. Or in this case, they contacted me directly. Okay, so it's uh, like becoming friends first and then or kind I don't of know, friends. friends. <laughs> you, you become connections online, I guess, and you just interact and kind of... Uh, started from there, which was very interesting. Okay, well, your resume, I, I guess you would still send the resume. Was it in English? Yeah, of course. I think you prepare an uh, application like uh, you usually do with mm -hmm. a CV or resume, a cover letter if required or if you want to take the initiative to do so, uh, which in Japan uh, is quite different so mm. I, i did it maybe the more western way my for cv format was like westernized even my japanese version of the cv was in the same western format what is the japanese version of a cv yeah, so especially if you apply to japanese companies traditional japanese companies they have a very standardized mm. cv format it's the same nationwide it's very traditional just very basic information about where you were to school from which year to which year where you worked mm. from which year to which year and there is a very small space to put maybe one paragraph which you can translate or consider to be your motivation letter mm -hmm. so i'm actually not sure what is the recruitment process for a japanese company when they receive this how do they differentiate right because In the West, we have a tendency to be like, oh, you have to make your CV unique. You have to mm. make your CV stand out. And that is true if you send it directly, not true if you apply online through these uh, like major companies, major groups that have these like application forms. Because if you fill this, it's just being scanned by bots first, right? Mm. But if you apply directly, 
it's always recommended to have a CV that's somewhat unique and makes you stand out. Here, they, they, it's usually you, you standardize everything and you apply with this. I did actually prepare this CV once. This is a, it just comes back to mind. When I was still in school, one of my teachers was also working for a company that was helping these foreign students to find full-time positions in Japan. This was very Japanese way. So he, was, he helped me prepare my Japanese-style CV and he was sending it on my behalf mm. to Japanese companies. Like an agency? Agent? I, I, yeah, he was his own agency. He had mm. his own company. And that was quite interesting because it was a very different approach. And the interview process, I would say, is still the same. Mm -hmm. uh, they call you in for an interview. It was online at the time because of COVID and the companies were not necessarily in Osaka. But uh, that was quite... Uh, normal and I guess then the, when you get to the interview station it's uh, another whole topic right interviews in Japan and maybe mm. we can dive deeper into this with our colleague Charlie who could also like give a lot of insights on like the company's perspective on hiring and the job market status here in Japan but as far as the applications go it's possible to use your own mm. uh, depending on where you apply Uh, the companies that I applied to, one was English teaching mm. school. Um, I used my own resume that I made in uh, some design program. And applying here was the same. I made a different resume because it was different kind of mm. job. But still, it was the same idea. I tried to make it as unique to stand out and as possible. Um, but standard resume, I've never done that. Interesting. Yeah. For, for me, it, it doesn't look that interesting, but maybe it has some advantages in terms of mm. easily scanning information or probably uh, an HR professional could uh, give more insights into mm. this. I think we can talk about that with Charlie, as you said, mm. and he has hired quite a few foreigners here in Japan. So yes, he, can he has. Have some uh, he will insights. have a lot of things to share with us. But for now, I think if we have to summarize everything we brought here today to the table is if you're looking for jobs in Japan and you want to Uh, you don't know where to start, you can check websites like Indeed, you can check websites like Gaijinpot, mm -hmm. try it on LinkedIn, uh, if you have uh, used it before and you know how to use it, it does work, contrary mm -hmm. to popular belief, not for every industry, but it's growing, I think. Mm -hmm. And there's other recruitment websites, you mentioned Jobs in Japan, mm -hmm. and there are others, so don't be afraid uh, to not be able to find a job, it is possible. And also when you come here working part-time first, you can do door-to-door. -door. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find smaller opportunities on Craigslist, uh, believe it or not, but not necessarily stable positions, more mm -hmm. like gigs. And uh, yes, just come to Japan, try it for yourself, check out those websites and leave us your questions below in the comment section so that we know exactly how we can develop this topic next time for you. Where we'll have more Uh, interesting things to say about work in Japan possibly with our colleague Charlie right mm. thank you very much for listening to today's episode about finding work in Japan this was fish and rice stories from Japan and we'll see you next week bye bye <laughs>